There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I must have been living under a rock in 2009, especially if I was dressed like this. I just wanted to look nice for the intro to retro ups and downs. But anyway, back then, apparently, everybody was talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 25. What? Now, this was going to be Austin's big farewell match, because, of course, he had retired at WrestleMania 19, but he hadn't told anyone. Given that we were coming up to the big 2-5, everybody was like, well, we should give him something. And, of course, Randy Orton's name was in the mix. At the time, he was the legend killer. But everybody said, you know what would be great? If we went and got Dwayne Johnson. I was watching wrestling a lot at that time. I don't remember now. My favorite headline that I read when I was doing my research was just, it definitely won't be Hulk Hogan, <laughs> which sums up that relationship. And talking about relationships, Jim Ross did a column when he said, well, I don't actually think we're ever going to see Dwayne Johnson wrestle another match. But it's kind of accurate. I think he's only had two since then. But by this point, The Rock was knee deep in Hollywood. He won't come back for no match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, it is actually Hollywood that ties in here because the other talking point after the Raw Rumble none other than Mickey Rourke. Because, yep. of course, the wrestler movie had just come out and everybody was singing its praises. And because Mick was the star of that, WWE reached out to him and said, why don't you fight Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? And while Mickey Rourke did agree, after Jericho cut a promo on him, we've talked about this before, Mickey Rourke was so worried that he was actually going to get beaten up, he pulled out. I love it. It's still real to me, damn it. We were still right in the mire too, because as soon as his pay-per-view was done, apparently we took all of the plans and we just ripped them up to start again. Probably explains why no way out. We were going to do Randy Orton versus Shane McMahon. Now look, this was when we were doing the Ortons versus the McMahons, but still, I don't think anybody wanted to see it. Of course, this is when Randy was teaming with his legacy guys. There was Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. And do you know who was considered around about this period to be added to that group? None other than Harry Smith. Well, I do feel sorry for the British Bulldog's son, because if you go through the histories of wrestling, he would be one of the top dudes that was about to get an opportunity, and then it was just stolen away from him. Because you know this, nobody did join Legacy, we kept it at three. Elsewhere, WWE was also shutting down offices in Canada and Australia, so make of that what you will. And we'd already decided on a couple of names for the Hall of Fame. One was Ricky Steamboat, and the other was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now you see how that ties in. ACDC were also added and then pulled from WrestleMania in February. I suppose because maybe they realized 
Nobody actually wants to watch a concert in the middle of a wrestling show. But that's enough of all of that because live from the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit in front of 16,000 plus fans, let's retro ups and downs for the Raw Rumble 2009. Right, so yeah, the big focus of WWE at this time was Randy Orton versus Triple H, which was going to happen at WrestleMania 25. And even though we had a home invasion, those two guys, when they were allowed to fight, <laughs> just did a lockup. I mean, we've talked about it. We don't need to talk about it again. It also means the Rumble starts reminding you that, oh my gosh, on Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton had punt kicked Vince McMahon right in the skull. And yes, that was that punt kick when Vince had said to Randy, you better do it for real. And McMahon got concussed. Well, surprise, surprise. You still get a reminder of where WWE is at the very start, though. Because our first match is for the ECW Championship. And it's Jack Swagger versus Matt Hardy. I mean, what were we doing? We really oversold how sad Hardy was to lose the ECW title as well. Although I suppose that was going to tie into later. As the commentator said, well, you can see Matt Hardy is using his fists here. Because he knows he can't out-wrestle Jack Swagger. I was like, why don't you just take your pants down and crap on it? I also can't handle how young Jack Swagger looks here. It freaks me out because it means I must look 100 years older too, which is definitely true. At one point, my word, Hardy goes to this moonsault and he almost lands on his head. But thankfully, he didn't. And it's also a very good reminder that at this period, my word, WWE, were behind the swags. I mean, in a year's time, he was going to be the world heavyweight champion. And after he's worked over Matt's shoulder for a while too, he throws him into Tina the Turnbuckle, he hits the Doctor Bomb, and he just gets the one, two, three. But it only goes about six minutes, and it's kind of just there. Which is weird for a pay-per-view like the Raw Rumble. But look, wasn't bad. I enjoyed it to a point. I'm never, ever going to watch it again. But it's getting it out. They had footage of Randy Orton arriving at the building. And when he's walking backstage, all the other wrestlers are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what he did. And this was so dumb, because I remember, but a few years prior, Austin pretended he was going to kill Vince McMahon. And look, the gun was fake as it turned out, but nobody went crazy then. But just because Randy Orton had done a wrestling move, to Vince McMahon, apparently we had to set it like, oh, I can't believe it. And speaking of that, doesn't tie in at all, I just said it. Next up, it's Melina versus Beth Phoenix. Now we know for a fact that in 2009, WWE was actually telling their female performers, no, you're not allowed to wrestle like men, which may be the dumbest thing anybody has ever said. I mean, just go and listen to any interview with Michelle McCool, she'll tell you. So while we still did have the women's championship, we hadn't switched to the Divas one yet. You can just tell that WWE isn't massively invested in this. Although fair play to both these guys, I just thought they did a pretty good job. And sure, not everything goes to plan here, but because we'd taken Santino Morella and teamed him up with Beth, he comes out with her and he's just so damn funny on the outside. Even when she does a slam, Santino's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. It really does remind you, he is all time when it comes to comedy performers. The dude's hilarious. Like I say though, they really do balance this out. And at one point, Phoenix applies like this single leg lock and Melina is so damn flexible. Beth takes her own foot and she is smashing Melina in her own head. So it's like she's kind of kicking her own ass if her ass was her skull. But still, you should go and watch it. That's amazing. Beth also just wrecks Melina throughout all of this, which kind of sums up the finish. Because when she's going for the glam slam, Melina turns it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll up. And she gets the win. And yeah. She's the damn brand new champ. It kind of does feel like somebody backstage just went, hang on a second, it is the Royal Rumble. We should at least switch one title. But the fans pop for it. It's good for Melina. Beth Phoenix, I think, is a very good wrestler. That's all I can say about it. There isn't really much more to say. The documents we've already discussed. 
Screw that line up. Give it an up. Rumble then does go rumble, because of course throughout the card, when you know you've got a one hour plus match later, you need to get all your world title stuff sorted. So it is indeed John Cena versus JBL for the damn WWE Championship. Now this feud is a little bit odd, because Bradshaw absolutely helped Cena get to the level that he needed to get. But also by this time, you can kind of just feel it in the air. Crowds were pretty much done with Bradshaw, and they wanted him to move on to something else. But instead, we found Shawn Michaels, we got Shaw to come out on TV and said, oh, the economy has affected me so greatly, and now I'm broke, so rather than go get another job, I'm just going to team up with JBL. This was so damn silly. Shawn Michaels had been a main event WWE superstar for like 20 years, and apparently he just lost all his cash. Now look, it does work here, because Bradshaw's whole thing was, Michaels, if you do help me retain the world heavyweight title, I will make sure that your family and you never want for anything again. I was like, wait a minute, he used to have loads of money and then he wasted it. So what if you give him even more money and he goes and wastes it again? Are you gonna go back to the team? No, you are not. Really, this was all on WWE's head because by this period, they had turned Cena into big match John and nobody thought he was able to lose. Seriously, Bradshaw could have come to the ring, shot John Cena and when he went to cover him and he kicked out on two, everyone would have gone, yeah, I understand. This is what always happens. You also get JBL and Shawn Michaels talking in the back before this because JBL wants to be super serious. But the best bit is when he leaves Michaels alone who goes into contemplation mode, from nowhere, The Undertaker is there, which means he must have been stood right off camera listening to this whole conversation that he's a weirdo. He also must be a philosopher because he just goes, sometimes getting to heaven means you have to go through hell. It's like, what does that mean? And also, how does it help? What are you going to do, dead man? Why don't you give him a quarter? Why don't you give him some money? He's broke, damn it. He doesn't need riddles. With all that said, I am a big fan of ridiculousness in wrestling. And actually, I think this is quite fun. I mean, it is dumb because the whole time Shawn Michaels on the outside having somewhat of a breakdown, but you can smell the finish a mile away, but it still works. You get amazing parts too, like when Cena applies the STFU and the commentators go crazy going, oh my gosh, is Shawn Michaels going to push the ropes towards JBL so he can get out of this hold? But we never find out because Johnny just stops doing it and he punches Sean right in the face. I'm like, Cena, you're trying to win. There was a really good one, two, ooh, after Bradshaw hits the clothesline from hell, but of course, Cena kicks out of that too. And after the referee gets murked, that's when we get into the narrative, because Sean Michaels is in the ring, and it's like, oh, who is he gonna super kick? At first, he absolutely smashes JBL too, and I was like, well, you ungrateful son of a gun. And as soon as John is like, ha, 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 I can't believe you do that. Michael super kicks him too. Genuinely laugh. It also means he has a moral quandary because who does he put on who in order to get the pin? And actually, I guess he does kind of do the right thing because he takes JBL and he drapes him over John Cena and he just leaves. It means you get another referee coming down. And he goes one, two, and the crowd goes ooh because of course Cena kicked out. I already told you about the gun. When from there, he grabs Bradshaw, he gives him the AA, one, two, three. I mean, that happens in about two seconds. I do like this, though, mostly because it's WWE doing WWE things. As we have discussed before, WWE, shockingly, is good at doing WWE things. It makes this far more entertaining than it would have been otherwise. Give it an up. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When we all got trolled, me especially. Because there is an advert for the Legends of WrestleMania video game... Let's just say, back in the day, somebody may have spent a lot of money on that, and somebody may have then realized it wasn't actually very good. The interesting part, though, is that the Ultimate Warrior was included in that, and of course, in 2009, there was no relationship between the Warrior and WWE. It was actually video game developer THQ that had done the deal. Of course, though, five years later, in the 2K series, the Ultimate Warrior would be a pre-order bonus, and that's when WWE and the Ultimate One would get back on the same page. Never underestimate the power of video games. It's then time to sort the WWE title after this, and it's kind of amazing given where we are at in 2023, because it's Edge versus Jeff Hardy. If you time travel back to 2009 and told someone where these two guys were going to be, you'd be punched in the face. What the flub is an AEW? It's all very Vicky Guerrero heavy too, because of course the rated R superstar was dating Vicky at this point. So she comes out and just goes, listen, I've been a bit bored today, so all of a sudden, da, 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 this match is going to be no disqualification. What would really piss you off, though, is that this was meant to be part of a bigger story. And I tell you, it may have been years ago, and I'm still mad. Because Christian had decided to return to WWE in 2009, and the original plan is that he would re-debut here and get involved and screw over Jeff Hardy and re-team with Edge, while in the meantime, Flippin' Edge would become the champion again. That sounds good. But because these plans leaked, Vince McMahon got a bee in his bonnet and he changed everything and he put Matt Hardy in this spot instead, which I'll talk about in just one second. I remember sitting in Aaron Asadi's house in 2009 and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, it's going to be Christian, it's going to be Christian. And then it wasn't, so it was like someone took my birthday balloon and popped it. I mean, the fact that I can recall how disappointed I was means it's getting a down. Sometimes the most obvious thing is obvious because it's the obvious thing to know. Otherwise, this is good stuff because it is Edge and Jeff Hardy with an ODQ stipulation. And at one point, they do this spear through the ropes and both land on the floor. I was like, well, it's no wonder you're both struggling to walk these days. Jeff Hardy also goes against the biggest ladder you've ever seen and just jumps onto Edge, who is on a table. And the way he takes this bump is just horrible. And before this, Chavo Guerrero tries to get involved in two... He gets swatted away. When Edge tries to come back with a spear too, Jeff gets out of the way, hits the twist of fate and the swanton bomb. 
But of course, once again, it is WWE. So Vic is back and she just pulls the referee out the ring. So Flub, you Jeff, you get that. This is when Matt Hardy comes out to join his brother. Once again, I was like, damn it, imagine the pop if it was Christian. And even though he pretends they're gonna ruin Edge with chairs, instead he gets this weapon and he cracks Jeff right in the head because that brotherly feud was about to begin. It also means the rated R superstar is able to crawl on top of Hardy and get the pin. And I do enjoy that, mostly, because when you go through it, who got more asshole championship victories than Edge? The list is short. And WWE's overthinking actually screws them here, because you can feel it in the building. They think it's going to be Christian too. So even when we do the Matt Hardy heel turn, which is a rather big deal, it falls just a teeny bit flat, because you basically, as I've already said, trolled your audience, which is bigger than this. I can't get mad at Edge winning a title, though, even though his relationship with Vicky Guerrero was definitely a little bit weird, but this is a good match, and I do enjoy the twist at the end, even though it should have been better. Gonna give it an up. Now a quick word with Randy Orton after this, who is told, oh, by the way, Vince McMahon is probably going to sue you, and you may get fired. Randy's like, well, no one told that to me, so instead I'm gonna go and win the Royal Rumble. Four people Chris Jericho then enters. Once again, he looks so young, I had somewhat of a meltdown, and he is such a dick here. He goes, Randy, I just wanna say, I like what you did, but yep, you're definitely going to be let go. Good luck in the match. So that's what he took two minutes out of his life to do. <laughs> what a horrible person. When it was time for the Royal Rumble itself, and I know people get mad unless I run through every single entrant. So here they are in the correct entry order. Rey Mysterio, John Morrison, Carlito, MVP, the great Carly. How the hell is anyone going to throw him out? He's massive. Vladimir Kozlov, Triple H, Randy Orton, JTG. Don't answer the phone. Ted DiBiase, Chris Jericho, Mike Knox, The Miz, Finley, Cody Rhodes, The Undertaker, Goldust, CM Punk, Mark Henry, Shelton Benjamin, William Regal, Kofi Kingston, Kane, R-Truth, RVD, who was indeed a surprise entrant and was only asked two days beforehand. Crazy. Brian Kendrick, Dolph Ziggler, Santino Morella, Jim Duggan, Hall, and The Big Show. Now, I researched this, but I wasn't able to find any concrete evidence. But apparently, at one point on Raw SmackDown, Triple H was meant to be number one in the Rumble, but then Vince changed his mind, so he just edited out of all the video packages. That does sound like the most WWE thing ever. The Kozlov push is also in full effect here, because if you can believe it, even though it makes no sense when it comes to physics, he by himself throws out the great Carly. Look, I'm so surprised, I'm doing a weird thing with my hand. Of course, though, this wasn't that long after he had that ridiculous feud with Triple H. So when the game gets in there, he just grabs Vlad and goes, nope. And he chucks him over the top rope. So much for that. There's also this really cool bit when Orton arrives and he just goes on this RKO flurry until he bumps into Trips, who says, ha you ain't doing that to me. And he pedigrees him. Once again, this kind of sums up their WrestleMania main event. The stupid but wonderful rules then start because Rey Mysterio is thrown over the top rope. But because The Miz and John Morrison have also been eliminated, Ray lands on them, he just gets back in the ring. And of course, that's totally fine because his feet literally didn't touch the floor. But as I always tell you, never change this. I love how ludicrous it is. I also very much enjoyed the brief stare down between Goldust and Cody Rhodes for obvious reasons, as I did when CM Punk arrived once again. Imagine telling him where he was going to be 14 years later. Speaking of brothers too, we also have Kane and The Undertaker working together for a little while. And this blew my brain, because it is 2009. And don't forget, The Big Red Machine made his debut in 1997. And he was only meant to be there for a six-month run. You never say never. Also read the reason Brian Kendrick got chucked in around about 32 seconds by Triple H. is because he was being punished. Because someone backstage had said, you don't listen to us. And Brian basically agreed. 
It was kind of a silly thing to do, because it kind of ruined what came next. So one of the big spots in the evening was going to be Santina Morella, because of course he gets in there. Kane sees him and instantly clotheslines him over the top rope, meaning Santina Morella now has had the shortest amount of time in a Royal Rumble in history. And it was the best choice, because one, Morella selling it like I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready is genuinely amusing. And two, if you ain't going to win the Rumble, you should want a spot like this. Here we are in 2023, and we still talking about it. The Big Show coming in the 30 is also treated like death because he throws out about 56 people. That doesn't make any sense. There's only 30 in a rumble. It does bring us more nonsense though, because this was in the middle of a program between The Undertaker and The Big Show. So after they fight to the outside, Randy Orton flies in, he RKO's The Big Show, Big Show goes out, and even though he is officially eliminated, he grabs The Undertaker, he pulls him to the floor, the ref goes, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Taker, even though the person that did do that is actually out of the thing, you're out too. Sports teams need to start doing this. You get eliminated from a tournament, but in the next round, you just come back. It also means that our final four are Triple H, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, and Cody Rhodes for obvious reasons. And man, the legacy picked the wrong direction here, because rather than use the numbers advantage to basically beat down trips and throw him over the top rope, they decide, <laughs> no, instead, we'll just give him a big old assault. It actually works quite well, though, because WWE sort of outthought the audience, because fans were like, well, I'm sure Triple H is going to go Superman here and win, but he doesn't. Now, look, he does hit the pedigree, and he does throw out Ted DiBiase, and he does throw out Cody Rhodes, but because he's so focused on them, Orton pops up behind, and he tosses Triple H to win the 2009 Raw Rumble. I do not forget he just done this after trying to kill Vince McMahon. And I laughed once again, because this place was so happy they don't care about that. And I will tell you this, I wouldn't call it the best Raw Rumble, but I certainly wouldn't call it the worst. It's a very serviceable one that focused on its stories heading into the biggest show of the year. When you think of it that way, giving it an up. So actually, I thought the Raw Rumble 2009 was a pretty decent show. I mean, it's one of those that kind of sits right in the middle. So while you will have a good time, not like I ever need to watch it again, but hey-ho, I'll give it an up. We shall end with some ratings from somebody else, in this case Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and he gave Jack Swagger versus Matt Hardy two and a quarter stars. Lena versus Beth Phoenix got one and a half stars, what do I know? Cena versus JBL got two and a half stars, seems harsh. Edge versus Jeff Hardy got three and three quarter stars, and the Royal Rumble itself got three and a half stars. More importantly than that though, I need to know what you thought about the Royal Rumble 2009, so let me know in the comments below. Like, share, subscribe, do all of that. Click the other retro ups and downs that's on the screen right now. Otherwise, have a great day. Goofy Wrestling for life. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 